yeah, now we have uh, we have a month's worth of stuff to talk about. Yeah, literally, it's been what what's been three weeks, three three and a half, maybe four weeks since the last one that we did. Yeah, I think it was probably like the December eighteenth or something. The last one we did. Yeah, yeah. So, so three or four weeks, we something like that, which is which is cool to be able to get back into the swing of things again. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm glad. I holidays are like more stressful than not holiday times for me. I think because it's like there's far too much going on. There's too many people packed into like a little space and it's just like two weeks of playing card games and eating too much food. <laughs> so you're, you're one of those guys that uh, when it's holidays, it's not really holidays. It's like, it's an, it's an extra stress on your body. Oh yeah. I, they were like, I don't get me wrong. Like I love seeing all my family and hanging out and eating with everybody. But like there were multiple times where I was like, I really just want to like go home. And like, do work and stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. I was like, I, I would be. It no, it didn't happen. Because we we tend to cram far too many people into far too small of a space. Like, we were in Minnesota, up north, like just below Canada, and uh, there were six of us. In maybe like a what would I say? like a tiny tiny two bedroom apartment. Oof. Not great, Oof. not great. <laughs> At least you could keep everyone warm because it was freezing out there, wasn't it? Just barely. Oh, brother, it was it multiple days below zero the whole day. The <laughs> wind was like you never knew if it was snowing or if it was not snowing because the wind just kept picking up all the snow and it would come back down. And you're like, is it? Is it snowing or is it just this ridiculously windy? The dog didn't want to go outside to take a dump. Like it was, <laughs> man, it was. Oh man! Meanwhile, I've got a I've got a spray tan on, and I've been having nothing but blue skies for. Oh, it's great to have the finally the roles are reversed. Usually, I'm the one in the jumper, and and you're the one in the t-shirt. Now that I'm in the shorts and t-shirt, and you got it all down pat. I know. I'm I'm j i am i am wearing shorts right now to be fair. But uh but I'm cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We um we actually just had because my wife is uh, Serbian Orthodox, like her family is Serbian Orthodox as well. She's not Serbian Orthodox, but her, her family is. So we have Christmas on the twenty fifth and then we have another Christmas on the seventh, straight after as well. So it's like oh. a double Christmas. Yeah, the way that they celebrate it with the um the calendar, the way the calendar works. And so it's like You've got all this food from the 25th, which lasts for like a week because you've got leftovers and all that kind of stuff. And then you go into the new year and it's like bang at you again. I had um, had Christmas at uh, my wife's um, auntie's place and I had like, I felt on top of everything, eating everything really, really well. Like I wasn't picking out on all the crap. Like it was just like I was on, I was on track. I felt friggin' awesome. And I'm like, you know what? That couch looks really, really comfy. And this is when you know you're getting old because you go over to the couch, you just put your head back, <laughs> and you're yeah. out cold. You're out cold. And I was just lying there. And then I could hear people like talking, like, "Is he sleeping? Is he sleeping?" I'm like, "I'm trying to get to sleep. Like, just let, me <laughs> doze let me doze up." So I was out for about, oh, was about half an hour, maybe 45 minutes, and it was great. It was great. It was like a little siesta afterwards. Wake up, feel refreshed. Oh. Desserts on the table, nice. Knock back some fruit, and away we went. It was it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Do you guys? I don't know if this is like an American thing, 
but board games and card games like ruled the entire the entire time do you guys get into that or not really with because it's um because it's like a big family like so for example my my side of the family um we go like we have brunch we have lunch we have dinner so it's like you have to move quick between all of them to be able to see everyone. So to see mm. 150 people in a day, there's kind of no time for, for board games until like the end of the day. And because of like my heart, the Italian heritage, we play Italian cards. So that'll be like right at the end of the, of the, of the day where like everyone, the cards just come out to the table and it's like 9.30 at night and the barbecue's going back on for some ribs or for some steaks or something like that. It's like, <laughs> let's go. And then um, for the... The seventh, so for the Christmas just passed, we um, at my auntie's house we had like pool and, and played a bit of chess and that sort of stuff. But apart from that, like no no real board games came out. It was more so the cards and, and other extracurricular activities. So not as much as what it sounds like you guys do. No, because we don't we don't like go around and see everybody generally on holidays. Like everybody you're gonna see kind of congregates in one place for like a week. So it's like, I guess it's warm there for you. Oh, that's that's interesting that Christmases are always warm. Yeah, I've never it's, I've never thought about that. It's weird. Oh, it's great. You don't spend time inside. No way. It's outside. Pool sprinklers on. Whatever you want, man. Just run through. Obviously, you just mm. you breath. Or if you if you got the the genes to do so, you brown up or you burn. But <laughs> and if you burn, you burn like proper burn. It's not none of this. Uh, or it's a little bit, a little bit tingly and pink. It's just like it's almost third degree burned if you're not careful. I've never that idea has never even crossed my mind for it to be like a warm Christmas sort of thing. Because in the in the states, it's always everything's snow, mm-hmm. like reindeer, like that sort of is like how they market everything. I mean, one year we were in Florida for like Christmas, New Year's time, because I had a tournament there and it was warm-ish. But like, it's never crossed my mind that it's like some, like a summertime thing. Yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, we've got, uh, we've got Santa Claus dressing up in like a wife beater t-shirt and uh, <laughs> shorts and thongs. He's got his hat on with like tongs and a, a snag on the, <laughs> coming off the boat. Like, it's it's amazing how, how they market things. Like, especially for given that Australia has been so Americanized in so many ways with like what we watch on TV, for example, when we have a look at home alone, for example, like, which is, or die hard, which is their, their Christmas movies. You know, you watch, you watch some Christmas time and it's like snowing, it's cold, it's freezing. And meanwhile, we're looking outside and it's like, if I step outside today, I'm going to get birds. Like <laughs> this is going to be hot. Man, that is, so are there like Australian like Christmas things that are like at the beach? Mm. Yeah, um, really? Boxing Day. Yeah, Boxing Day is a big thing at the beach, um, or unless you're trying to find everyone for deals at, at, uh, at Harbour Town or in the city or something like that, like the outlet places. I, it was it was bananas, man. Like we went to my sister-in-law's house; they had a pool, so jumped in the pool and we spent the whole time in the pool. That was great. Um, but then we, we were on our way home and we were driving past one of the outlets and there was about a two or three K lineup 
like to get in to the outlet and it's like the people not know that you can purchase things online anymore like <laughs> you can you can jump online you can skip the queue a lot but it's just yeah it was it was crazy man so we we tend to do a whole heap of beach things so for example like christmas is obviously spent with family boxing day day after is spent probably going to the beach or just chilling out hanging out then that break in between where almost everyone's off of work is usually very very quick weather so people will just go to the beach people go to the pool um, New Year's comes, people do pool parties, people do beach parties, people, you know, all that sort of stuff. And it's just, it's like, yeah, we, cause, because I was in bed at 10 o'clock New Year's, because, you know, we're getting, we're getting old here. I'm trying to prep for fatherhood over here. Meanwhile, you're, you're going to bed at 2am. I could not, could not think of anything worse. I got woken up. Oh, it's going to fun. <laughs> I got woken up to hundreds and hundreds of fireworks just going off. Like they were just everywhere because you know like here people like fireworks and their thongs like they don't care they're, they're flip-flops you know like there's just they don't really care about danger or safety or anything like that so here it's just it's not a wild wild west man except there's no there's no guns or no like holsters it's just flip-flops <laughs> shorts and a white beater and that's it <laughs> oh we were we were in ohio for new year so like a state over and my grandpa lives like in the middle of the like country, country rural. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's like all farmland around him, and there's like forest too. Like if you go outside, you would just like hear gunshots, like people hunting the whole time. Wow! Like you just you would just hear like in the distance of like yeah, you'd be like oh somebody saw a deer or something. Like it's just or there was a duck. Like I don't know, I don't know what season it is for hunting, but like. <laughs> Somebody saw something, hopefully, not I don't know why I, I would imagine. Someone. Yeah, hope yeah, no. No, I don't think I don't think that happens very often. I don't I hope not. I don't think it does. But uh yeah, it's very much just like like the whole time and uh well same thing in Minnesota actually, but it was just too cold for anybody to go outside. Mm. One of uh one of my grandpa's chickens froze. No like way. The whole, the whole, it just, it like wow. it just froze. Only one of them. He's got a whole bunch of them, but only one of it just like froze solid. I don't know how only one of them freezes, but like they, it was like it's that cold outside. So like frozen to death. It's just done. There's yeah. Nothing. Yeah. No, it was done. Like like if you would have left it in the freezer, when it like that's kind of a weird example, but like it, yeah, it was dead. It didn't. It didn't. You didn't like wow. reheat it and it come back to life like in the cartoons, like <laughs> yeah. Like what? What was that? No, no. It was that was the end of that chicken. Um, yeah. So it was it was massively massively cold here. What do you what do you do in that situation? Do you do you eat that afterwards? Like do you defrost it? No. Are you I just don't think so. Feed it to the wolves. I think I don't. What did he do with it? I think he just threw it. My mom said it was still outside on the farm somewhere, but I don't know where. So I don't think he actually like. They don't. I don't he doesn't have trash service or like recycling or anything. So they just have a burn pile. Mm. So I think he just put it on the burn pile. And they're gonna like. Roast roast chicken. Yeah, not don't don't eat it, but like it's gonna be roast chicken at some point. But uh, it's it's a different world out there. It's it's, it's something. Isn't isn't that amazing? Like um, 
everything that's going on at the moment with you know, Keegan developing the Uncom villages. I've been speaking with a lot more people about that sort of stuff lately. And like you just said there, there's no need for bin collection or recycling or anything like that. It's just like, and it's not like he's burning plastic, I assume, and he's actually doing the, the right thing, but it's so easy to be more sustainable, you know, like living on a farm life. That's something that's been running across my mind and like thinking it more into existence now, I can see how it's actually going to be like viable for me to do living on a farm one day, like, because that's something that I would really, really like to do. And you think back, like people say, it's too hard, it's too much work, it's too this, it's like, you got, I don't know how old your granddad is, but you got your granddad that's doing it. And he's probably three times my age, I would, I would say, what is he in his 80s, 70s, something like that? He's like upper 80s. There you go. So like, that's almost, yeah, that's all, that's pretty much triple my age. And you know, like it's, it's not viable. You can't do it. It's, but it's, I can see it now as being like a, a way of, of life, a way of living. And even if you don't own the land, like I remember the conversation we had with Lindsay, like would it be ridiculous to go along and ask someone whether you can lease part of the land for, I don't know, X amount of dollars for, <coughs> excuse me, for a, a month or whatever it is. And it's like, it is definitely doable. You don't have to worry about owning it. And like thinking about that sort of stuff now and looking at the, um, the Uncom villages, it's, it's amazing, like, what happens when you start to think about those types of things and you start sort of going down that rabbit hole. I, I don't know if you've ever had that thought, um, but that's something that's just really, really been crossing my mind lately. Yeah, I mean, what does he do? He, right now, he takes care of a whole bunch of cats, probably somewhere in the range of 10 to 15 chickens. And then I think he has two sheep still. So it's it's definitely gone down from when they used to have like eight eight sheep and like ten to fifteen goats, a whole bunch of houses of chickens, turkeys, rabbits, more cats. Um, but it's like I mean he's still going through and doing. I think he does most of it, if not all of it, on his own now. Um, but like. Then he, he gets he gets raw milk and the the best butter I've ever had in my entire life from some of his <laughs> buddies that do like grass fed cows like it, it it was like he showed me that they just gave him a bucket of it like a bucket of the butter he just like scoops it out and puts it on the butter dish I was like me and my uncle were eating it we we're like I don't I don't even eat bread but like I'm eating this bread just because I want to <laughs> eat the butter like oh, raw milk. He's goat milk, cow milk. He's got his chickens and his, I don't think he does turkeys anymore, but like it's, you would need more than what he has to kind of sustain off of. But like when you have enough people, I think it becomes not that much of a, a problem. Yeah. How did you go Christmas, New Year's time? Like it's a, it's a pretty big celebration for most people. And I've sort of, I've definitely over the last year distanced myself from the celebrations, like clearly because I went to bed at 10 and <laughs> on New Year's and even Christmas time, like, yeah, sure, it's, it's great to, to be able to connect and, and be with family. But in terms of like food and, and workouts and that sort of stuff, is it a time of year that you struggle with and do you think that most people do? Yeah, I mean, it's when you're in rural Ohio or rural Minnesota, there's not much for gyms. Mm -hmm. Um I did. I didn't do much when we were when we were gone like that. I did 
I did what I could when I was home for a little bit of the period. But uh, it's kind of like... It's not like taking off necessarily, but it's it's... I don't worry about it so much because it's like I don't... My family doesn't live in the same area. Like, most of my family is eight, ten hours away. So it's like, all right, I'm going to be here for four days. That's kind of just like, now I'm not going to sleep that well because they're going to keep me up late. I'm not going to eat enough. So let's, we can kind of back it off on the training and it'll be all right for two weeks out of the year. And then I, some, I, I was sort of overtraining a little bit before I left. So I came back and it was like, almost like super compensation had occurred. So did I need that long? No. Did it hurt me to take that sort of break off, have a little bit of time in between and take another break off again? Not really. Food wise, what, what's, what was challenging? Like you seem like a disciplined individual. So for, for yourself, when you're actually having so much food, like you said, you've got access to some really, really good stuff. We don't, I, I don't have access to, to that frequency of food. And if I do, it's like, it's not, <laughs> it, it is like it's, it's this small and it's like, it's this much. Like it's just, it's really, really expensive. Yeah. It, uh, food wasn't a big, it, it was more of like not eating enough. Like generally wherever, like all my family eats really healthy. Like they're, or if they did pull out ice cream, it was like a flavor I didn't like anyway. So it wasn't a hard choice to, to make, but it was, uh, it was more of not eating enough because not, not a lot of people like eat as much as I do, especially like if they, my grandparents made, uh, what did they make soup? And they were like, Oh my God, it's so much soup. Like we're going to eat soup for like a week. Like we're never going to be able to eat all this soup. And then like, me and my brother and my parents are like, it's, it's not that much soup. They're like, it's so much. And then it was all <laughs> gone that night. Like we ate the whole thing. They're like, they were like blown away. I was like, I like, I think you guys don't understand that like one, one serving for me and my brother is like as much as you guys eat like together. Yeah. So it's, and then like missing breakfast, like, not having a big lunch like some people just don't eat that much so it's that's that's more where the food issue lies it seems like you had plenty of food to uh yeah well coming from italian heritage like i said it's just we've learned the last two years though so like what they do is lunch is always just a feast and it's everything you can think of turkey ham everything everything and i just stuck to like I actually felt quite good. Like I stuck mainly to, to meat. I have a little bit of some extra stuff, you know, like, but there's plenty of food, plenty of food. When you get to dinner time, then it's like, they know now. So you bring some little like nibblies, but then there's the barbecue. That's like, you hungry. You want something just like a little bit, some sausages. Do you want some ribs or something? Like, and it's just like a little bit to pick on. So it's nice. It's not like it's massive steak put on the barbie or it's like all this meat and chicken that you and, and all this other stuff that you just you can't put down and you do anyway and it ends up just playing with you because you've, you've had so much to eat but coming into the new year like the um new year's eve uh, sorry new year's day like i didn't eat until two and i went over to my sister-in-law's house again they had a um his, his her partner has a 
a smoker or they have a smoker. And so they got this massive like tomahawk steak, didn't eat until two, smoked tomahawk steak. It was two o'clock, got on there and I'm like, give me it, give it, give it to me. The whole, the whole thing. And so I devoured most of it. They got some of it as well, but devoured most of it. But then just like meat and meat and fruit have been like the, the staple of my, of what I've been eating for the past eight, nine days now. Um, and I've only had like, this is, what's been really, really strange is that I've had one coffee this whole year, which is like usually at this time by now, I've had two double shots with ghee and some MCT and other stuff. And I'm just going, you know what? Like, I just don't feel like it anymore. Had that one coffee. And it's, it's like, it literally is. The, the year ticked over and <laughs> I'm a new person. I'm a new man. I don't need, I, I never needed it beforehand. But it's just amazing how like I've noticed such a big difference with just eating, eating meat. And then just having fruit, like I've been smashing fruit like a champ, just like a fruit bat man, just devouring everything I see. Whatever it is, man, whatever it is, if it's and like tomatoes, cucumbers, um, then you got like all the stone fruits like apricots and peaches and nectarines and watermelon and bananas and frozen berries and normal berries and just like I'm just inspecting gadget with these hands, man, just picking out whatever I can find, you know, like an octopus. I feel I feel incredible. So like, and, and it's been people been asking me, especially about the coffee. Like, how did you stop? Like, I find that I get all these withdrawal symptoms and that. And I'm like, I didn't didn't have a single withdrawal symptom. Didn't have a headache. Didn't feel tired. Didn't feel dehydrated. Didn't feel whatever else comes with not having coffee. I didn't didn't get it at all. And I think it's just because I didn't like I didn't eat and I had something else to focus on. And I'm not addicted to coffee. Like, I can just give that stuff up like I have and not have to go back to it. You know. The other thing too, on I reckon it was the second, yeah, the second before I started doing some online training, um, like the the live online training that I do. I was just flicking through Instagram, maybe twenty minutes before it was scheduled to start, and um, Jordan Potts, conscious, I think it's conscious carnivore, is is what he is on Instagram. He put up something on um, video, and it was like so he put the. Uh, 500, 600 mils of water uh, in a in a cup, whatever it was. Got two uh, teaspoons of Celtic salt, then just mixed it up, and then just knocked it back. And I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a go. I reckon I'm gonna give that a go. So I gave it a go. Everything from the last three weeks came out of me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't I didn't warn anyone about that. But anyway, it, it's just like surprise, yeah. Me, surprise, yeah. And it just it was like. It was the best feeling after that because I just felt like I was so renewed. Like it was just a new start. We start again. And since even since then, it's just felt so like I don't feel like I don't want to eat now. I don't want, I don't need to eat right now. I wait until it's like 12, one o'clock. I'll have some meat. Like I've got some, some meat there to eat. Like last night, I ate enough. I don't need to eat more. I felt like for me, I was hunting for like those sugar cravings. And like those, like bread and cut, like on a, on a constant. Whereas now it's like, no. Nah. And I feel like, I feel incredible. So if you want to know more about that and you want to reach out, like I've just gone through it and it feels amazing. So if you're struggling with some things, give the old two teaspoons of salt in the water and just knock it back. I did it this morning with like a little kind of shot glass, put some uh, uh, oregano drops in there as well which which helped too man that stuff's potent i don't know whether you've ever had that before but never never a drop of oregano just oregano 
Yeah, no, the drops are potent. They're like, they're, they're nasty and it just burns, burns. I don't know what it does inside you, but whatever it does, it helps. <laughs> it's my mother. Yeah, I, now that I think about it, at this point last year, I think I was doing carnivore. Okay. I think I did January. I think I did January carnivore last year. Didn't, didn't didn't finish it, but um. How many days did you get? Seventeen ish. Like strict strict carnivore, like no eggs, no fish, oh, just eggs. Eggs, eggs. Yes. It was it was meat and eggs and salt. So it it was <laughs> I guess if you call meat and eggs and salt, right? Yeah, it was meat and eggs and salt, and it was like. It was just so hard for me to, like, get in the amount of fat that I needed. Like, mm-hmm. I would have had to just been, like, gobbling sticks of butter, I think. Like, <laughs> I couldn't do it. And I would get back from, like, playing a game at night and just be like, I'm so hungry, but I do not want to eat eight eggs right now. Mm. And, like, I don't have, like... Eating more for me has always been the issue. I guess not eating enough has always been the issue for me. And it still is. It's just hard for me to eat enough food. Because, like, I just want to, like, get up and do my work and do stuff. Oh, I don't know what that was. Um, I just want to get up and, like, get to work and get doing things. I don't want to... I don't want to spend four hours a day making food. So... Like, it's really nice for me when I have food ready and I can just make it like that, but it's not, it doesn't, it's not conducive to eating how I want. I I haven't figured it out yet, to be fair. Like, uh, I still want to get up to 200 pounds, which I think is 90 kilos, just about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to get there. When will I get there? Will I get there? I don't know. What are you sitting at now? Like like a hundred and eighty, hundred eighty five, depending on if I've had my Celtic salt for the day or not. <laughs> um, so you got a little bit to go. Yeah, I got like I got like fifteen pounds, like uh, eight eight kilos probably. I need to put on um, if I want to get there. Not not gonna be an easy thing. I don't I don't know if I've ever touched 190 pounds i might have just gotten up there like once at the end of a day after eating dinner but like i've never been consistently over 185 pounds i don't think do you feel like when you get to that obviously your body's going to run differently like because you're going to be eight kilos heavier but is it is it just for your own reasoning like why you actually want to to get to 100 and, uh, to get to 200 pounds is that just a, a round number that you want i don't i don't have a great reason to like give you like i want to be 200 <laughs> pounds because it's going to help me bench press more or something like i don't really care like i obviously it'll help you to be like being reasonably lean and being heavier is going to make you stronger mm. you're more contractile tissue like it's just that's going to make you stronger but not necessarily conducive to 
jumping really high and mm-hmm. running really fast. But it also kind of is. So I like generally the, I think it's like a hunt, like a, so if you were to pick like an NBA or NBA, like an American football wide receiver, probably about as athletic as you can get, usually mm-hmm. like six foot one, 190 is about the, uh, the frame but I think is 181 centimeters and would be 84 kilos somewhere around there um maybe a little less than that but mm. like so it it's not that me hitting 190 is I'm gonna all of a sudden be like this fat like slow guy like it's it's like five or seven more pounds, and as long as they put it on his muscle, like it's not, it's not like I'm trying to get to two fifty, which I don't think is reasonable or ever going to happen, even if I wanted it to. But uh, I don't know, just kind of like a good number. Like Keegan has the muscle number, I think right now. So let me explain the muscle number for anybody, to anybody listening. It's like there's a ratio between how tall you are, how much you weigh, and your body fat percentage. And it, it, it very much depends on what your goals are, what you want to be. But 100 is kind of like the – if you're going to be strong and athletic rather than like just that. Like there's springy guys that are going to be a low muscle number. But if you want to be like a rugby – I don't know what the positions are in rugby. or like a linebacker in the NFL where you need to have the, the size and the strength. You need to be as fast as possible and as strong as possible. Then like 100 is the number. I think I'm sitting around 87. 83, 87. So I would be about 200 pounds if I had to get to 100. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting at the same as well. So I'm at 80, I think I'm at 87 as well. Or I won't be able to check now because uh, camera. Um, but I think I'm, I think I'm at 87 at the moment. It's such a good way to be able to, to measure that and monitor that. And that's me guessing as well. Like in terms of body fat percentage, I went a rough guesstimate of what I previously had. So I think that that would change too. I can check. So let's calculate your muscle number because let's do it. I couldn't those, get my camera to work. <laughs> yeah. For those listening at home. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, what's your, uh, how much you weigh kgs? Uh, 77. Maybe before or after the, yeah. I was gonna say before <laughs> or after the holidays, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about the salt water, but the holidays, yeah. Um, no, 70, 77. 77. What's uh, centimeters? One seventy-seven. One seventy-seven. What you what you got for body fat percentage? See, I put twelve or thirteen percent. So I just put twelve and a half or thirteen, but I reckon that's so dropped. Twelve, twelve and a half. You'd be at eighty-six. There you go. Let's see. So say I'm six foot. I think I measured it like 13% today. I have a scale that gives it to me. I don't really trust it, but let's call <laughs> I'm definitely not below 10. It said 25 this morning. I didn't. <laughs> I bought these scales. I bought these scales a couple of months ago and, um, didn't realize what was going on. I put them on the, I threw them in my garage at the moment in the gym and I put them on the road mats and it's like, came up 63 kilos. I'm like, what? 63 kilos? What the hell? 
put it on the, the strip of grass I have in here, 72. What, what's going on with this thing? I, I'm not that much. I put it outside and I went up to like 79. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I worked out that it's like because of the ground that it's on, it needs to be like something that can yeah. out how heavy you are. And I'm like, fuck out. I thought I was like, fuck off, who like I think so. So I got, I'm, it gave me 86.4. Depending on somewhere, somewhere between eighty-seven point four and eighty-five, somewhere within there. So, so then from there, what you're looking at is obviously dropping body fat or keeping body fat the same and putting weight on. Because if so, if you, for example, were to up your weight and you were to do two hundred pounds and you had the same body fat, and obviously I don't think you're going to grow much anymore, you would be around that hundred mark. Correct. 90, 94 and a half is what it looks like. If I were to get to 100, I would need to be 212 pounds. What if you drop body fat? So if you went down to 10% body fat? I think it's like 205 probably. 205, okay. I think. Okay. Maybe, maybe if I get down to like 8, if I get down to 8% body fat at 200 pounds, then it's then it's a uh, hundred, but like to to put on fifteen twenty pounds, probably twenty twenty. Geez, what would that be? Almost twenty five pounds of muscle and cut five pounds of fat. Ten pounds of fat. I don't know that I have ten pounds of fat to cut. To be fair. <laughs> What do you so how are you how how are you going about this then? If this is something that you really want to be able to because I think it's it'd be interesting. I'm sure that there'd be a lot of people out there that would want to be able to either A lose body fat or B gain size and gain muscle and now they've got their muscle number. That's a great metric to go by, by the way. Like the muscle number is really, really cool because it takes into account like a lot of a lot of things. And sure the body fat is sometimes hard to measure, but if you've got scales or if you have access to um, there was a sculpt, sculptor, sculpt app or something like that. You can oh the use, yeah. pin, the pinchy things. I think I think that's what they are. Yeah, there's yeah, a polycubism. The bio bio signature, I think, is the program. The polyquin one, super super accurate, actually. If you know how to do it, the calibers, I think, is what yeah. I was looking for. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, but to be fair, I was like. I did not plan this out. I was like, I'm just going to eat more. Like <laughs> that was really it. I was like, I'm going to eat more. I've considered going through the vertical diet, Stan Effordings, uh, kind of plan, but it's like, man, eating is a pain in the ass and making food is even more of a pain in the ass. So I just don't like doing it. Um, which which sounds really stupid um, if I want to get to 200 pounds. But, like, Keith, Keith told me this one time when we were talking. He's like, almost everybody, he was talking about youth athletes putting on uh, functional hypertrophy. He's like, almost everybody's just one meal away. Like, just eat one more meal every day if you want to get heavier. Because, and then other people, this is the other idea, however much food you were eating – if your body weight is stable, you're basically eating your maintenance calories. So like, I haven't, yeah, like I haven't really changed from 180 to 185 in the last 
nine months. Like I got, I got down really lean when I was doing carnivore and the sort of animal based strictness this time last year. But then after that kind of popped right back up and I haven't changed really. Mm. So I'm eating at maintenance calories right now over averaged out over time. If I want to get heavier, I got to eat like I do right now and then just throw an extra meal in. I mean, it, it really is that simple. Like calories, calories are king. So to eat more calories, but, uh, I, I, I currently eat as I eat as much as I can with as little work as I can put in to making <laughs> and eating the food. So it's, what it's, it is how it is. Out, have you checked out Hormozzi's? He put up, I saw it today. I don't know when he put it up, but it was about like the, um, the, uh, the yogurt, the yogurt. Yeah. The yogurt. Like, I don't know how I would have half a tub. Like, and I eat like a champ. I can, like my problem is not eating. Like I can eat. I know I can eat. <laughs> I'm proven. I can eat. Like I go to my mother-in-law's or my parents' house or wherever, like, and they give me food and I eat it. Like it's just, there's no boundaries. Mine, I think for me is just the consistency of, of training. So like, I um, I can see how over the last I was at seventy two April last year seventy two kilos so like I can chuck on weight I know I can do it it's, it's easy enough to do it. just consistency of training so I'm at seventy seven that's five kilo increase and I'm feel comfortable with this weight now as well but I think it's pretty like sure cost comes into it as well you don't want to be just buying seven seven dollar tubs of yogurt every day. You know, like, and then everything else too that comes with it. So I can understand that. But do you just feel like you don't have access to it? And you can't be bothered doing it? Or it's just like, no, I don't want to eat. Eating's not, eating's not for me. Oh, no, it, it's just that I can't be bothered. Like, it, it very much is just like my fault that I'm not 200 pounds right now if I wanted to be. Um, it's part, okay. There's a little bit of, the majority of it is just me not wanting to do it and like, not being bothered to make that much food and eat that much food. But part of it is that like eating the way I like to eat is rather difficult to make that much food in a day. Like as much as I like eating mainly meat, like I, I don't necessarily want to eat 400 grams of protein every day. That seems like a lot. Is it necessarily that bad for you? Who knows? But I don't know if it's the greatest thing for you to eat that much protein in a day. Like, that's not how I would recommend to bulk up. Like, if you were to bulk up, like, throw in, throw in the carbs, I, I believe, is the is the variable to change. Maybe fat, but whatever. Um, so, it's like that. It's just a hard, a hard thing to do. So, I know I, know I can bulk up. Like, I went... After my last season of soccer ended, I was probably 175. And I was like, let's let's get up to 185. And I did it. I did it pretty fast. But it was also like force feeding food that didn't necessarily agree with me super well. Like it was, I would cook three cups of rice and chop up a whole bunch of ham, throw in like a pound or two of ground beef a couple eggs and like some soy sauce and just like go to town and make fried rice and then just like force myself to shovel it down twice a day. 
<laughs> just like it, it was legitimately an unbelievable amount of food like wow. like like this like this much and it was two, like two of them two, two of them two of them. and then like have breakfast too terrible terrible oh. but i my weight went like that so and then i i i lost a bunch of it doing carnivore and meat mainly maybe it was water weight maybe it wasn't but like I very, I very much know how to eat, how to gain weight, and how to lose weight. It's just a lot of work that I don't really care to do. To be fair, fair. no, that's it's a pain a, in the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you want to do it, you got to do it. So, what's so speaking speaking of your two hundred pounds uh, weight goal? Tell me, talk me through your goals for, for this year. Like, I think it's good to. That's your athletic goal. If we're going to go uncommon, we've got mastermind, athletic, richer, smarter. What are we What are we thinking about? Athletic goal, I'm sure that there's more to it, but start me off with, with mastermind. Oh, mastermind. I, don't, I, I did think about the, the Mars in terms of goals. I didn't, I didn't write so a you're, specific mastermind. While you're thinking, while you're thinking all the... For the listeners that don't know, so with Uncommon Success, you've got your Mars, which is your mastermind, athletic, which is smarter. And so in each category, three Uncommon 25, which is like an accountability thing for, for the year or for the month, sorry, which you do every single month, you accrue points where you've ticked off your mastermind, athletic, which is smarter goal. So mastermind being building communications, building connections, having positive conversations, updating the Uncommon crew on your um your schedule or what you've done for the, the, the day or for the, the month or whatever it's been, athletic, your athletic goals. Are you eating the way you said you were going to eat? Are you training the way you are going to train? Richer, what are you doing to become richer? So like more wealthy, you know, are you putting your, your product in place? Are you working towards specific goals? What are you doing? And then smarter through productivity and, and even learning languages or learning something new like a skill or something like that. So sorry to, to butt in there, but Matt, what's your mastermind goal? Yeah, I don't, I mean, it, it really, it kind of is just to like meet more people in person, sort of. So not, not like a, there's a smart acronym, like a specific measurable ART, whatever. Um, I meeting more people in person, isn't a smart, smart goal, but like going to see Keith this weekend, like going to Kansas city for the uncom event, like, going to more of the ATG training camps. Australia is a little bit far away, but maybe making it to like Montenegro or some of the other places like out to California, maybe go to Mark Bell's gym or something. That's, I think that's mastermind for me for the year. And it's, it's coming together. I've got some of it booked already. So it's, that's happening. Athletic. I, it's the same goal as last year. I still want to dunk off all four plants. And then I added a standing, a standing vertical dunk. Um, the path the path to do that goes through my ankle, and then with the then getting stronger and practicing jumping is just the pretty it's a pretty clear thing that I it's moving. Uh, Richard, I want 125 people on the football football framework program. Um, still still working with the first group giving them a great experience that will roll out to everybody and get more people on and hopefully, hopefully help some more people. And I haven't thought of a smarter goal yet. Um, what's the, 
Do you have one for each of them? Yeah, yeah. So I had, I had this conversation with Keegs a couple of days ago, um, just and like trying to dive in and be really, really super clear. And for me, like it's a very, like everyone, it's a very important year. And and one of the big mastermind goals for me is to be a present father and a, a present husband. You know, going into this year, it's going to be one of those probably one of the most challenging years of my life to date, or the most challenging year so far. So that's that's a big one for me. I also want to be able to meet more Uncom members in person and, and one in particular being Keegs. Like I never I know Nico Di Paoli, I think he's meeting him for the first time four years since they started like together. So that's interesting. If I can yeah, which which is amazing. This is this is the world of online. Like this is what's possible. You know, people say that there's no opportunities. People say that there's there's no way that they can become accountable. There's you know, there's, there's all these reasons and excuses. Yet somehow, Nico Di Paoli has created a village in Bali through the guidance of Keegan, who has never met before. So you know, like, and then when you meet these types of people, when I got to the Uncom event in Sunny Coast, to be able to be with those people for a week and, and meet those people and stay with Luke and Acacia and, and two kids and and the, the dog Dali and then the whole the farm gym uh, crew. Like you, you gain an appreciation, you gain an understanding, you gain a perspective, which you otherwise wouldn't have gotten and you would never ever be able to get if you were just doing things online. Like this is the next step. Online is great. I think it's fantastic um, because the opportunities that you get are just endless. However, doing things in person is just that next level. So for me, one big thing is be able to be, or the, the big thing is to be a present, uh, present father and present husband for my child and my wife. And then another one is to be able to meet Keegan in person and then also to develop more uncommon events. Like for me, uh, I can see a big avenue to be able to bring people together. Like I want to be able to bring people together, whether it's in Australia or it's in Vanuatu or it's, it's places around the world. Like I can see that as one of my passions is, is bringing those people together and having run the Sunny Coast event, it gives me a good, puts me in good, a good stead to, to be able to bring that to the, the rest of the world. And, it's something that I've, I've been really passionate about for a while, but I just haven't been able to kind of bridge that gap yet. Um, and then, yeah, Keegan always seems to get the best out of me, so as he does with pretty much everyone, which is just the way Keegan is. Um, my athletic goal for me, for me, I want to be able to, I want to like lean up quite significantly, but then also chuck on some some muscles. So for me, like that's, I know that's not a very clear goal in terms of weight, desired weight. I'd like to stay like around where I am. Um, I also want to be able to get into some calisthenic stuff. So although it's like a skill that you want to learn or that you, that you kind of need to learn, for me, it's like I've always enjoyed that aspect of the body weight training and I want to be able to do more of it. So like leg-wise, I'm fine. That upper body, for me, I want to be able to chuck on some size. Like I look at I look at some people's arms and and I look at my legs and I'm like, my legs are the same size as your arms, but my arms are just like, <laughs> they are not there. And so like I've just purchased a, um, it was kind of like a little, New Year's presents. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them before. They're like the the rings that are attached to the ropes that you can sort of tie around your waist, and you can practice like ring muscle ups, planches, uh, ring handstands, all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, it's they're pretty cool. So you you've got the rings, and they go up and over to a, a point, mm-hmm. hang over to a point, and they come back down, and it actually ties up to your uh, to your waist. And it hangs out on your waist, and then when you're pulling yourself up, you're actually pulling your half your body weight, because you know when you're doing a normal pull up, you're pulling up, but you've got everything else below that you're pulling up. So skill acquisition is a really good tool to be able to use, oh. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So like for ring muscle ups, as you're pulling up, it's uh, so it's cool. 
uh, it's an Italian brand, of course, I'm not the Italian one. Uh, it's called Forza Gymnastics, I'm pretty sure. Interesting. Really, really cool. Yeah, so that's going to be a big focus for me when it arrives. So I'm going to somehow find somewhere <laughs> to hang it up, or I'm just going to go out to the parks and, and just do it out in the parks, you know, why, why the hell not? Um, so that's a big one for me is I'd like to be able to raise my muscle number as well. That's another big one. So I'm sitting at 85 at the moment, drop a little bit of body fat, chuck in a little bit more weight, um, or a little bit more muscle. muscle. Um, but yeah, that's, that's uh, an athletic goal for me. Um, the other athletic goal is I, I, I still want to be able to squat strong. So I like to up my squat. 150 would be a great achievement for me, considering the, the way my knees have been hacked out the past 12 years. So to be able to do that would be quite, quite amazing. Uh, so that's a big one. The richer goal, uh, one one of them, well, there's two two big ones. The first one is to earn six figures this year, so six figures plus, uh, but then also to have 100K liquids, so to actually have 100K in my bank account, not 100K of debt, not 100K of you know all this other stuff, whether it's I, I want to be able to have like if it's 100K of silver or 100K of crypto or 100K of even like money in, in the bank account. And for me, that's a, that's a big one. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people that can resonate with that too, because this time last year, literally this time last year, I was in a very, very bad spot with, with money. You know, in April, when I joined Uncommon Success, I had $184 in my bank account. I had a mortgage, I had a car loan, you've got bills to pay, you've got to make sure that you get groceries, you've got all this other crap that you, got to, that you think you've got to buy. You make all these changes and then you see how quick in the grand scheme of things, things can change. Like it's been 10 months, nine months, actually, since I made all those changes. And to be able to actually see the path now and be like, I know I can make 100K. Wow. It's, you know, make plus I can, I can make six figures. That's 10K a month. I can see how that's possible, you know? So like actually being able to see that path is, makes it easier. When people see that, they see that goal, like I want to earn X amount or I want to have that much. And it's like you can't see that path to where you are, to where you need to go. And I've slowly got the machete out and just hacked through the, the jungle to be able to see my, and find my path. And I can see that path now. So it's like, let's, let's take the steps. We'll take, well, we're taking the steps as I've got the machete out. Um, and then finally, the, the smarter goal, I guess short productivity is a big thing for me. Like I want to be able to be more productive. Also, sorry, on the richer goal, it's about uh, getting the, the click funnels sorted for me, like getting my product out there. Six-week soccer body program and then the six-week soccer strength program. Uh, so I'm doing it in a way that, we can have it follow on from, from each other. Similar to what Graham's done. I really like what Graham did with his ready a return to run and then is it return to roll or ready to roll or ready to run? Ready ready to run, ready to roll, ready to rock, I think. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Like I, I did his program. His program was awesome and it gave me a lot of inspiration as to how we actually did it. So to do that, to get that going, like that's a big thing for me this year. And that's gonna generate that's gonna help like I want to have this. I'd like to have 100k liquid well how the hell am i going to be able to get there okay these are the things i need to put in place to be able to get there and so you can't just want that and expect that that's going to happen like think it into existence yeah but put some things in place to make it happen so that's back to the richer goal sorry and then moving on to the, to the smarter goal for me I, want, I would really love i am going i am learning a language this year so um i think i'm going to go with either spanish or stick with italian and I want it to, to follow to follow through. I haven't I haven't started yet, and maybe this is the kick up the butt that I needed to actually get it going. So, to learn a language is a big thing for me. Like I only know English. I mean, I know 
couple of phrases here or there in Italian and Serbian and, you know, that's pretty much it. But like, I'd, I'd like to be able to see that. Uh, I'd like you know to any Spanish? Uh, uns, dos, tres. Gracias, señor. <laughs> like I can, I can say a couple of things, but that's it. Por qué? Yeah, do, do, uh, do Spanish. My Spanish is like, uh, just below conversational at this point. Like I have enough that I can talk to the bartender in Mexico. Yeah. And uh, nice. and they'll know what I'm saying, and I can order stuff, and I can find the bathroom, and I can do whatever. But I uh, that actually, my girlfriend got me on that this year, getting back into being good at Spanish. Cause she's in the same spot as you, knowing I'm gonna call it zero Spanish because you your <laughs> your Spanish sounded more like French, to be fair. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so she's doing like, do, I, she's not doing the best path for it. And I'm kind of just going through Duolingo and re-remembering all of my stuff. But, uh, yeah, maybe coming this year, we'll, we'll do every other week in Spanish for people yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> Cause I know, I know Keegs is, Keegs is fluent. Uh, Andres is fluent. There's some other guys. I know Ruben. Ruben's fluent in Spanish. Uh, what is it? Oristis? Oristis, no. yeah. Oristis. Yeah. Uh, I think he's... I don't think it's Spanish. No, I'm thinking of somebody else. Uh, a, it starts with AU. He's from Venezuela. He's a rock climber. Oh, um, I, Cesar. No, Cesar. Cesar. Oh, his last name is Oristis. Australian. Australia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've talked to him before, and he's, I mean, obviously he's Venezuelan, or is he Venezuelan, or is he Colombian? I think he's, I think he's Colombian, yeah. Colombian. I don't, somebody's Venezuelan. Um, I have teammates that are Venezuelan. Nevertheless, Spanish speaker. There's, there's a lot of people who speak Spanish, and I think that was the idea in my mind. It's like, let's, when I agreed to, like, get back into Spanish, it's like, all right, it's just another market, like, if I want to help people in English, I can help even more people in Spanish. Mm. So maybe maybe we'll have to get maybe we'll have to go together in Spanish. I have I have like a I have five years of semi work ahead of you, I guess. But uh, I'm a quick uh, learner, man. I'm a quick learner. My it it <laughs> it comes back really fast when you're around a lot of Spanish. Which is the unfortunate thing that there's nobody around me speaks Spanish. Um, maybe I guess I have to book more calls with people who speak Spanish then, but it comes back really fast. Like I went to, we were in Mexico earlier this year, um, just for vacation with my family and my girlfriend. And it was like, I came in, I was like, I remember none of my Spanish. And I left like, I remember at the peak of my Spanish ability, like, I would like say things in Spanish in my head and like, how do I say that? And I go through, it's like, Oh, that's how I say that. And I went to Mexico, not of that. And I left like doing that again. So it's very much like an exposure thing. And I think, mm. I think there's some uncom sort of principles on learning more languages, but that would be, maybe we can do that one together. Maybe that'll be my smarter goal is to be fluent in Spanish. There you go. Yeah. I like that. I like that. You know what they say, if you want to go far, go by yourself. No, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with many. So 
we can do that one together. I like that. Uh, yeah, and it'll, 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 so it'll stroke my ego a little bit to be ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> ahead of me in something. Is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, because we all we both know it's not age. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, is that the? I was going to say something. I was going to say something about the beard. Suppose um, everyone Matt shaved this morning. He didn't actually shave. He just trimmed. 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 Yes, yes. He said he shaved this morning, and I said, if you want to shave, you got to get a real razor. You can't see it. It's the camera quality. It's really, it's really nice and thick. Just the camera's just not great today. The lighting in here, it's kind of, it's kind of cloudy outside it's just you <laughs> if you thought it <laughs> excuse number one excuse number two just do it like here trust me i can keep going i could I... <laughs> speaking it's, it's uh, lighter speak, colored hair yeah no, speaking of beards, the no the, this is one thing that i heard and i don't know whether it's actually a uh, truth or or what but when i like because i had i didn't really have a full beard and what i did when i was younger is similar to the way that you were like, I want to, how, how can I train more every day and like not get tired? Like for me, it was like, how can I grow a thicker beard? It's like, and I was trying to figure out this, this way of doing it. And this one person said like on online, get a straight razor and just shave constantly for two to three weeks. Just keep shaving, keep shaving, keep shaving. So like, you know what a straight razor is? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The single blade. And so mm-hmm. like, I was just doing it everywhere, like just constantly shaving. And I got pretty I got pretty good at it after all the, the cuts that I would get on my lips and on my neck and everything. Um, but then from there, like everything just kind of like filled out. Like I was just getting this real thick beard. And I don't know if it was from that or just because like it's not like my dad's. Actually, no, my dad can, but not as, I don't think as thick as me. My brother definitely can't. I'm probably the only one in the family that can do it like like this so if you want to grow a beard just give it a go go and get a straight razor it's also a very very good skill to learn too because when you stuff up you know about it <laughs> so don't stuff up just do it and you have to be slow and patient with it so like understanding how to pull the skin and then understanding like where to go and how to go with the hair and against it and all that kind of stuff like and i'm not professional either so like you know, like if you want some advice, I can give you some advice, but I won't give you any professional tips because I don't know. Use a balloon. There you go. That's my professional tip. Use a balloon. Oh yeah, and like try and take all the cream off of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna stick with the quick and easy clippers. To be fair, <laughs> but it's, easy, so, it's it's so fast. Just like, and I don't, I don't, I haven't fully shaved in a long time. But I'm sure if I did, I would look like I was 11. So we should do that for the next podcast. Next no, podcast. We should. <laughs> I got more to lose here, man. I got, I got way more to lose. I know, but you, you still look older than me when you have the, uh, I don't know about but that. I know. I don't think you, I don't think you could possibly look younger than me. <laughs> well, you keep the beard then. And for the next podcast, here you go. Listeners, I'm going to shave my beard. And we'll see, we'll have to get a poll out. Who has the, uh, who looks younger? The 20, 20, almost 29 year old me or the, how old are you? 17, 18? What was, what was yeah, that? yeah. 12. No, I'm, <laughs> you, you act like I'm not 23. Like, like we're not six years apart. Like, it's well, not like, it's not like Keith is, Keith is exactly the same age as my parents. 
So then it's like, all right, that's material. Like you, you, it's funny because you and I, we, we all overblow this like six year difference between your age and my age as if it's like a hundred years. You're not that much older than me. <laughs> Until I hit 30. And when I hit 30 and you're still in the twos, then that's when it's oh, really good. Yeah. Then, then it's a cent, then it's like a century. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. I, the, what was I going to say? I had some, I had a, a goal I was going to add, but I don't think I do. I the think smarter. I forgot it. The smarter, are you doing the Spanish? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to stick with the Spanish. I think I thought of something and then I forgot of it. Forgot it. Mm. Maybe my smarter should be forgetting everything I'm thinking about in my head. <laughs> um, it's a good one. I think yeah, I, it, it, it would be, be cool. a good one. It'd be cool if, uh, so the listeners, whoever's listening, sorry, but there's fly buzzing around. This is the only bad thing about in the summertime. You get flies just coming out of nowhere. Um, for the listeners who have made it this far, it'd be interesting if you were to uh, tag the podcast on, on socials and put down your, or even tag Uncommon Success to put down your mastermind, athletic, richer, smarter goals and, and let us know like what your, what your goals are. Let us keep you accountable as well because I think that's what's important. Remember, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with me and that's what Uncommon Success is all about, bringing like-minded people together that, that see a different future for themselves. So if you do see a different future for yourself, like let's get it. You know, that's why we're here. Matt and I are both here for you. So I think that's a good, uh, a good way to end it. Anything, Matt? Yeah, if you're uh, if your Spanish is really good and you know all of the <laughs> fitness terms, like you know how to say like reps and tempo and everything in Spanish, let me know. We, we can hop on a call, I'll write you a program or something. If you teach me all the phrases, <laughs> repo, repo, tempo is the same. <laughs> I'm sure. Te- I'm sure tempo is the same. I can count to. I can count in Spanish. So. I don't like, like, I don't know how you say the bench press in Spanish. I don't know if it's mm. like just El bench press. Like, <laughs> like, like jeans in Spanish is still just los jeans. Like it's, a, it's some of the words in Spanish are just the English words like taken into Spanish. Yeah. It's the same thing with Japanese. There's a lot of Japanese words that are just like, they didn't have it in Japan. And then, some English speaking person came up with whatever it is. They're like, all right, cool. Take it. Very nice. There you go. So yeah, if anybody knows all the fitness terms or otherwise I'll just Google it. Where, but, can, uh, uh, where can they get in contact with you then Matt? Just cause, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, score performance, S K A A R performance everywhere. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Still TikTok, yeah, it's it's still there. Um, <laughs> where where can where can people reach out to help you with your Spanish stuff? Reach out to Coach Coach Carly with the three eyes on Instagram. There's there's also um, opportunity to book in for, for some free calls too. So if you click the link in the bio, which I think is the same for you as well, Matt, click in the link. There's a clarity call, um, and then there's a coaching call as well. The coaching call is for me to coach you, not for you to coach me, because. I, <laughs> You would be paying me to coach me, so <laughs> okay. Um, but there's a clarity call. It's a 30-minute call. There's a lot that we can get done in, in 30 minutes. So please book a call, reach out, and um, and ask me anything that, that you, you'd like to know, whether it's about my year this year, whether it's about what I've done, whether it's about Uncom success too. It's, there's some big things happening this year with, with Uncom. There is also, which I'm not sure whether you know, Matt, I don't know whether you're part of the Telegram group, the million uh, Uncom success Telegram groups, but there is Uncom FC that is that is happening. 
So there is an Uncom soccer team on the way, which is going to be starting at, I think, at Vanuatu. So there's some pretty exciting opportunities. I talked with Keegan about that this morning. It's it'll be a, it'll be a good time. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uncom Uncom FC online as well is is looking pretty promising too. So for those who are excited, as excited as I am about that, and would like to know more, reach out and we'll get you sorted. But apart from that, thank you for listening, everyone. Have a great day. See everybody next week. With a, no beard. <laughs> yeah, with no with no beard on you, I'm still gonna have one. <laughs> <laughs>